is Detroit News Lions beat writer Justin Rogers. Whenever I'm bored out of my mind and I've hit the end of the internet and I've got just nothing, nothing else to do, I listen to Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who have never dropped a Matthew Stafford pass. Chris and Case. Hey, Idaho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast. This is episode 295. This is your official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How are you doing, brother? You you surviving this technical apocalypse? Uh, yeah, well, I'm good. It, it's uh, there's, there's snow all over the ground out here. It looks like Johnny Manziel and Mike Lervin are having a Christmas party in Fargo, but um, <laughs> otherwise we're good. Yeah, that's good. That's a good time. All right. Uh, we'll talk about that a little. Uh, we're going to talk about Matthew Stafford. We're going to carry on the conversation that started in our postgame show. We're going to take a peek at DeAndre Swift, and he's the first guy since Barry mm. Sanders to do what he did. That's kind of sexy. <laughs> we got a preview of the Falcons game. We're going to go a little deep on that. We're going to go around the division and a whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Case, are you ready to go, brother? Let it blow. Let's kick this off and break it down. A couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Very special thanks to Dylan from... That's right. Of course, our very first donor, Mathis, Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail, (laughs) and all the other folks who hang out with us in the Patreon Slack chat. You can get a a little bit of action on the side there if you join us. What do you have to do? Oh, it's easy. Just go over to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Subscribe, donate as little as a dollar a month. It helps the show, keeps us going, has a great chat with great folks, and uh, you can have a great time talking Lions, whether you're happy or not. Um, Again, we treat each other with respect, and it makes it a different place than just about anywhere else on the internet. You got Riz, Case, me, all kinds of folks hanging out and and, and knocking them dead. So it's a great place to go. Uh, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, and uh, help us do all the stuff that we do by donating at least a dollar a month. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and on Twitter, D-E-T Lions podcast, D-E-T Lions podcast, which is the very, very best place to see Case with no pants on. That's right. All right. Uh, Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, You get in there, get all the good stuff. And also we're available at uh, youtube.com. It's it's not there yet. It's not got a URL. Just go over to the Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube and use a playlist. There's DLP clips, a lot of great clips. It's the Cliff's Notes version of the show. If you ain't got the time, we've got time for you, and we've found a way to, to get you the information in a, uh, a digestible capsule to get you through till the next show. So check those out, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Also rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you find us. We need your review. 
Give us that review. Those five stars are so important. If you can't see yourself giving us five stars, head on over to the subreddit and let us know why. And, um, you know, we'll work on it. We'll, we'll work on it with you to figure out what we can do to make it better. All right? Do that thing. Give us a call on Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us on Lions Line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave us a message. Get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun, exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And there's a lot of fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. First one, Case got so inspired by the post-game show that he wants to talk about Matthew Stafford, too. Mm -hmm. You didn't get your chance, did you, buddy? No, no, I got to weigh in. Now's your time. Get heavy. <laughs> you get heavy, and I'll, 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 I'll react. How about that? Sure. All right. Got it. Got it. Got it. You want me to do that right now? Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys were surprisingly um, beneficial towards Stafford in the post game show. And I, I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way. Um, uh, I was specifically surprised that Andy Sandman didn't have more to say about some missed throws and missed opportunities because usually he did does. Um, I thought that we continued to see on some level um, some of the issues we've seen with Stafford so far this year, uh, especially, especially in the red zone, especially uh, goal to go type situations. Uh, He was just putting too much heat on it. Now, statistically, he would have had a better day were it not for some penalties by both teams, because I think, you know, he Galladay definitely had a shot at, at coming down with the touchdown um, in the end zone, then ended up DPI and we got a touchdown for it anyway. So like, I don't think Stafford cares about that, but, but if you want to look back, uh, you know, in terms of uh, what his numbers look like this year, uh, there were a few things that happened that weren't his fault that could have significantly improved the numbers he had, at least especially in terms of touchdowns, because I think there were a couple uh, that he could have had. And, and in terms of completion percentage, there were a couple of passes that uh, wide receivers, including our man DeAndre Swift, who we are going to talk about later, uh, where the receiver was the, the reason things didn't work out. Um, but I still think we saw some of that what's becoming harder and harder to describe as rust on Stafford mm-hmm. yeah. uh, this week. And, and that's one of the things that's, it's kind of bothersome for me and, and gets me a little nervous. Um, we talked about it. You, you heard me do my thing last week with it, where he's, he, he throws those frozen ropes, man. And it, it kind of, it, every it's a hammer and everything becomes, yeah, a nail, he's putting right? too much heat on things. And, and that's not, and that, Last year and maybe the last few years, it seemed like he had gotten better at that kind of thing uh, with better touch in situations where it calls for touch. Um, But this year so far, it's like it's a rocket or nothing, it seems uh, on a lot of these. And that works. That's that's a very good thing to have in your arsenal. It's just not a good thing to always do on every single play because not every single play calls for that. Right. So. Right. And we saw it with um, it, very, very clearly. We saw it with the drop from um, 
TJ Hawkinson, right? Mm-hmm. It was off his hands. That was that ball comes in with less heat on it, and that's a catch every every single yeah. time. Every time that's going to be a uh, a uh, um, a catch, and it just came in way way too hot. So we got to do what we got to do, right, my friend? Yeah. Okay. I I mean I it's good to come off a win, obviously. Uh, I just, uh, we're going to have to continue to watch him and see if he continues this kind of thing because it, it, it comes off as though he's not trusting himself to make other kinds of throws. And if he's not trusting himself, it may be because he feels like there's something wrong or something lingering. And even though he's he's never going to say that out loud, especially to the media, I mean, we have to, you know, so we have to do our job and try to read between the lines a little bit and just pay attention to it. Keep an eye out on it. Yeah, no. And and it's something, you know, again, is he trying to compensate for something else? That's the big question I have about the way the stupid Jersey shirt disappears in the video. It's so bad. <laughs> I should have gone with those. I'm having fun. Red. You keep getting skinny. Thanks. <laughs> the black outline keeps yeah. disappearing. And- <laughs> if I get only. <laughs> it's not happening this week either because I'm in Detroit and You're I got buddies and baits oh, okay. and all this stuff. It's- Miller's tomorrow. It's like, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where is he relying now? Is there something wrong? And he's regressing or reverting to something he knows so absolutely well and he so absolutely grew up doing and is used to. Is that what's affecting his game? Matthew Stafford had a a fine game and we won handily and and should have. We the one thing I heard you know people want to talk about is well it was just the Jaguars or whatever. If that score would have been the Patriots Jaguars game, people say yeah they that's fine. They were supposed to beat them by that much and they did and that's it. This is because they like to rip on the Lions or down on the Lions. We beat them like we should have. It was absolutely a good win. Take it credit where it's due, right? There's all kinds yeah. of things you can you can complain about or you can pick nits with. Um, I don't think though, actually, the the way that they they played that game is is one of those things. Yeah, I mean, they outplayed the Jaguars. There's no other. There's really no other way to put it. Uh, they weren't. They didn't get lucky. There were bad calls uh, on both teams, but not enough to affect the outcome of the game in any meaningful way. Um, it, it they just simply flat out outplay the Jaguars. And if you're looking at this team going forward and even what they've done so far this season, you could say, you know, the only game where they got really, you know, trounced obviously was against the Packers. Um, they have been a moderate team overall. And then this week, a moderate team beat, you know, one of the worst teams in the league. That's where the Lions are. Again, they're a mediocre team right now. And that's going to mean some good days and some bad days. And, you know, obviously we've seen the bad days a few times as well. And we've seen the bad moments anyway, because the fourth quarter and, and tell me you didn't get, you know, a little, uh, nervous when we were up 14 to three. Cause I sure did. God damn. Oh no. <laughs> that abused spouse. Why did you guys that. score so early? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, they kept their foot on the gas. They didn't, they didn't go overly conservative as they have in, in other games in, in, earlier this year. And you'd hope that's a sign of growth, but you also don't know whether that not that's a sign of growth or whether, whether or not that's a sign of who they thought their opponent was. So 
Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, good stuff in the chat. Don, Don always brings it. I got to tell you. Uh, he says, you know, he feels like it has to come in hot when you have to hit small windows because your wide receiver is not getting open. And that's absolutely true, right? That lack of separation has hurt, is hurting him and has hurt him for years. And you're absolutely right, Don. But I, and I think it's, it's compounded with the fact that he doesn't have that touch pass in his arsenal that he, he had a little bit last year, but he just hasn't. So you take angles out that he could use to win. And now it's all about he's got to hit those. Those tight, those tight little windows, and and hope for the best. Um, it, that's just kind of the that's just kind of the the reality of where they're at. Um, he, and he also talks about Favre threw hard a whole heck of a lot, but the guys caught him back then. Um, Sometimes they did. <clears throat> he also only won one Super Bowl too. So like, well, you said two. I mean, Matthew won one one. He won a Super Bowl. I mean, that's. You know, Matthew, <laughs> but he, <laughs> but his, 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 uh, flaws contributed to not winning more Super Bowls. Yes. Even, even if his greatness helped to get them to the one they did win. Yeah. So. yeah. No, absolutely. And that's one of the things he was fun to watch because in the, one of the things about Brett Favre that I liked the most was I, yeah. watching him on the field enjoy playing the game and it was that was something that was i just i just loved that that was great as much as i hated him as a lions fan and what he did to the lions watching him play the game it was just you could really I was gonna say you're gonna get some him. heat for that yeah, but i know don's there covering for me though he's got punk <laughs> the factors there oh man all right <laughs> brandon yeah we're gonna hit you with um with who's gonna win on detroit versus atlanta here shortly and uh sorry carter we're just working through some internet things here now it's uh if i controlled the world um, hey, anyone, by the way, if you know about Starlink, they just laid a giant cable behind my house. And I don't, th- I didn't think I thought Starlink <laughs> was all going to be mesh wireless kind of e- Elon Musk thing. Is, is there like a whole fat wad of fiber going in? If you, anyone knows about Starlink and what the, what that real plan is, hit me in the chat because I'm interested. Boy, I would love to have like <clears throat> terabit internet or something. <laughs> Over here laying cable. That's right. Laying cable and running pipe okay let's go on uh, let's talk about deandre swift matthew safford you know he's he's got some good things that he's got going he's got some things there that he's working on still and um he did improve the one thing uh, let's finish off with this he did improve over um you know from game one to to game five here um we saw him, you know, maybe there is some rust. He played, he just hasn't shaken off as fast as we want. Maybe it's a thicker coat of rust than we thought. But he, he scored a lot of points for this team and uh, brought home some, you know, brought home the bacon for the team doing his thing. We need that Matthew Stafford or better, I think, for the rest of the season to show up. But uh, he was better now than he was then. So, all right, DeAndre Swift. Let's uh, talk a little bit about him. Um, First time since Barry Sanders for some uh, running back, a rookie running back, to get uh, two touchdowns and 100 rushing yards in a game. Is he the next Barry? Is that what we have on our hands here, Case? <laughs> Don't put that kind of evil on him, man. That's, that's not fair. Um, <laughs> I got I to generate it somehow, right? We got to get going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it, I don't think you can walk away from that performance and not be happy. Um, <clears throat> one of the main critics, one of the frequent, 
I should put it, criticisms I've seen so far this year was that they weren't giving DeAndre Swift as many carries as people wanted him to get. And I agree that it was time to increase his workload. I don't fully agree that it was a bad thing that they waited to this point because I think you've had to see his growth over time and he hasn't uh, he's still making some mistakes there was another there was another uh, 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 receiving opportunity this week that he just completely blew because he didn't read the room correctly um, so I, I like that's a big area where he still needs to improve uh, he's not you know he's not being put into pass block situations either but as a strictly as a running back and, you know, even, and I should say as a receiver, when he knows what he's doing, uh, he's been very good and, and, and safe. And I think that's, that's kind of what we're not used to is because we've had these electric, um, incredibly high ceiling players who also came with major negatives and he hasn't, that's not really been him. He's been good, not mind blowing. Right, right. Okay, I um, I'm down with that. I can go with that and be be a happy a happy guy. So, um, I think DeAndre Swift, like they say, he has burst like different than anyone else on the team. Don yeah. makes a comparison to Marshall Falk. Um, interestingly, he does have speed. I think he could have. He had more gas in the tank on that one run that he broke. What was it? It was forty something. And he in. decided to try to to get cute with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think he's trying to get cute. I just think he no, thought I, he I couldn't make right. it. I, I'm, I'm not trying. But to. I think if he'd have just put the nose down and grounded out, he'd he'd have been real close or 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 outrun the guy. Um, but hey, that's that's it's a rookie. He got a ton of a ton of um of of good yards out of that, and I think a ton of confidence out of this game. I think he's he feels like now like okay i can do this right i can do this this is exactly what he needed um and this is what's going to make sure that he has um he is the next barry sander no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Man, I, I mean it, i i'm hoping that this leads to him being the running back one with peterson at two and carry on at three uh, going forward i mean that that's the ideal situation going yep. forward i think I hope that he builds on this, like you said, that that he gains some confidence this week and that he's still working on figuring out how to read a defense when he goes out for a pass. But, uh, we, we, you know, he's he's getting there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm happy. I'm happy with DeAndre Swift. Oh, wow. So that's, I mean, I know that's saying a lot. That's a bold statement. For but. you, that's, that's quite a bit going on there, my friend. <laughs> All right, all right, that's good. We'll uh, we'll go with that. Um, let's see. Okay, uh, DeAndre Swift. Let me let me ask you. Um, what do you think about the fact that he didn't get the the reps early in the year? Is that going to help him later in the year? Case. Say it again. Sorry. What do you think about him not getting those reps early in the year and making uh, Adrian Peterson just bust through that line and do his crazy stuff? Well, um, as as much as we. Yeah, sorry. As much as we want to drag on this coaching staff, and and I, I think this is, I think it was the right move. You know, you, you we we can flip the script and and say we've had to play Okuda. You know, so <laughs> your head disappeared. Um, <laughs> it's a Ichabod Crane over there, um, but. Uh, it, we've had to play Jeff Okuda as a starting cornerback when he wasn't quite ready, especially after this 
you know, preseason, offseason, non-existent, you know, situation. Um, so to bring and generally speaking, you know, obviously we think rookie running backs come along faster than other positions. Uh, but at the same time, if you don't have to, if you've if if they've been effectively using Adrian Peterson, Peterson, which I mean, they had been. I mean, I, I don't want to say it's been, you know, a, a roaring success, but it's been better than a lot of the past, you know, rush situations we've seen from the Lions over the last, you know, decade right. anyway. I think it made sense. I think it was a right decision to bring him along slowly but now that he's now is the time that he has implemented himself and is getting caught up to continue to you know put him in more and more to to increase his percentage of the snaps as we go forward and only pull him out when you're you know looking for a change of pace or you're trying to give him a chance to breathe or whatever yeah um okay i think I've, i've got the audio Tweaked up on my side. You guys hit me in the chat. Let me know. Sorry. Uh, Case will uh, work on his just a little bit here as well. As I saw that. Thanks, Aaron. Um, yeah, no, the the, the thing, I, I, again, I'm seeing in the... Um, guys, I'm sorry. My audio is not perfect today. It's just the way it is. I apologize. I, think I, think I fixed we'll it just, just now. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, the thing is Swift so not getting rest, reps due to COVID. I don't know about that. I don't know that it was the COVID. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just think that they, they no, didn't... I don't think so. He, his... They didn't want. They didn't want to hurt him. I, I think that's exactly what they were after. Uh, with with um, oh, Swift. Sorry, I'm, I'm doing so much production stuff in the background. I can't keep my <laughs> head on straight. But I'm sorry, guys. These remote shows sometimes are are really tough to do. Um, so yeah, no. I think I think it's gotta it was, be breezy out there in front of Ford Field too. In this chat, I'm keeping. I'm a COVID denier now. You're right. I can't say anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if I had a mask within reach, I'd put it on. Um, no, the, the idea is that uh, yet yeah, no preseason. I think it, it was hard for him, and they needed to get him in a little easier and ease him in. I think. Oh, no preseason. That's you meant with the the COVID thing. You're right, exactly, Don. I'm I'm sorry. I thought it was because of the disease of the germs versus the uh the 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 no preseason, no training camp thing. No, absolutely. He didn't have the opportunity to really feel what it's like and get the speed of the game down in those preseason games and in, in camp and everything else. And everything he was doing early, particularly uh, with that drop in the Chicago game, it was like it was like he had the hacks. Everything was going wrong for him. And I think yeah. the coaching staff wanted him to have a, a positive environment to see success, yeah. to believe in himself and see where he's going. I, I think we're going to see a lot more of him. And God, think about the thunder and lightning you got with Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Swift. If DeAndre Swift is DeAndre Swift that we saw last week for the rest of the season, that right. running game is a whole different ball of wax. And that itself might open up receivers. Uh, and, and it sure doesn't hurt how great uh, TJ Hawkinson is doing out there on the field as oh, well. No, it doesn't hurt at all. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get, oh, it says, uh, Hattori, I want to tell you something because you always have great stuff. Um, when you fly into Atlanta Airport, when you go down the escalator, because you always have to change terminals, you never get to change planes in the same terminal. You go down and on one of the things down, it says, just so you know, we don't call it Hotlanta here. <laughs> so, just so you know, it's like being in California, you don't call it Cali. Uh, okay, there you go. That's, that's, that's the thing there. So uh, we got a little bit of DeAndre Swift. What do you, I mean, what's your prediction for DeAndre for the rest of the season, Case? What, do you predict more of what we saw here, more of what we saw earlier, or something kind of in between? I mean, you're not going to break off a 54-yard run every week, right? But I do think 
that his percentage of, of uh, assuming health, which obviously we can never fully assume, uh, that he will continue to increase, increase, increase. And, and, you know, even this last game, they started off with Adrian Peterson on the first drive. I think it'll be interesting to see who they start off with on their first offensive drive against the Falcons. Because yeah. I think that that'll be a every week watch for that and see who the first one, who the first drive goes to, because if the first drive starts going to Swift later in the year, that's the indicator that he is now the dude in Detroit. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to move on now to something we didn't have written down. Well, first, let me let me introduce the topic, and uh, then we'll we'll talk about it after I do a quick read. Kenny Galladay lost a free agency. Um, Adam is afraid that that's the case. Um, if that was the case, it would be painful. And if you want to maintain or if you want to manage that pain, you go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get yourself some of that CBD going on. Visited my parents right now. Introduced my mom to the CBD cream. She's a, 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 a beautiful young woman in her 70s. And she immediately she is beautiful. felt... <laughs> I've met her. Stop. She's a wonderful human being, absolutely. Um, she immediately, I mean, within 10 minutes, started feeling a change, feel the pain, pain going away. Um, um, and I was like, yeah, this is, and it's, it's harder with the old, with the folks that are a little bit older, the seasoned folks, because you're trying to explain to them that, you know, this isn't reefer madness. Right? It's not that kind of thing. This is, this is something that slipped between the cracks for years because of all no that stuff. No orgies to be had. No, no. It's, you know, <laughs> that would have been a sales pitch from these days, right? Right. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you, you, you do it, you try it, you find out, wow, this isn't what they, they told me. I'm not chasing after the. The, the, well, never mind. Uh, anyway, so it's. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go into that movie, go dude. No, no, the movie was bad, and I'm just not going to talk about it anymore. Um, head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Hook yourself up. Get yourself some some relief. Sleep. No problem. You get yourself some deep, deep sleep and not wake up groggy. That's amazing. That's the thing that I love about it the most. Uh, but all that kind of stuff. And it's good for anxiety, too. Those gummies, those chill ones are awesome. Uh, what do you do? CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Use BOGO CBD as your coupon, and uh, you get 60% off on select items. And then they have 50% off store-wide. So go to town, folks. Go to town all right oh yeah charlotte and orion <laughs> all right um back to kenny galladay um this is interesting uh did they play a dangerous game with kenny in his contract by not getting him signed and then he did well because he's starting to look like he's coming back he looks like he's going to be i mean look putting him next to marvin jones right now he's absolutely comparatively better Right. You, you can't if you look at them side by side, there's no one that's going to say, um, oh, by the way, uh, Marvin Jones is, is 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 a great receiver. Right. I mean, there's a real level difference in what these guys have done so far. Um, Kenny Galladay with that kind of contrast here. Is that going to price him out of the Lions market? Do you think? I'm afraid it is. I mean, I, it, it, trying to predict whether or not they'll be able to resign him is difficult right now. Um I think whether or not they re-sign him has more to do with whether or not they think there is a replacement out there. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy to re to replace a player like Kenny Galladay. Uh, you know, anytime you have a good player, it's not going to be easy. The question is just, is there the money to make that an option 
while having money elsewhere. And, and I mean, a huge part of this, a huge part of this depends on how they finish off the year and whether or not we're talking about a new uh, GM and, and coaching staff or not. Because if we're, if we're keeping the same GM and coaching staff, I actually think they might be more likely to keep him because they're not going to be looking at a total rebuild situation. It, it, under the scenario where we keep Quinn and Patricia, it, it will be because something went right the rest of this year. Sure. Yeah. I think, I think, I think so. Yeah, for sure. There's that, there's that situation. I think no matter who you are, you want Kenny Galladay back. The price is going to be the, the, the hard time, yeah. the hard thing to yeah. swallow, but you don't have anyone else, right? You're not going to build a wide receiver crew suddenly in the draft next year. Um, and who are you going to pick up on, on free agency, right? Where you're paying, more than any kind of home team discount, who are you going to pick up that's even close to replace him, right? You're in a lot of trouble if you let Kenny Galladay walk. The other side of the equation, though, is, and and it's easy to say pay the guy, right? Pay them all. Pay them all. Pay me too while you're at it. But um, I think the the other part of it is is what's going to happen with this cap next year. There's been people talking about it. Oh, it won't change. Oh, they'll do a freeze or whatever. But, you know, the reason that they put the the cap in place is so that, it, theoretically, that revenues align with what they play players and one, it doesn't get one-sided one way or the other, right? Okay, that's the theory behind it, right? Well, you're going to see owners taking a real hit this year. There's no butts in seats. And if you think about it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go real, real low ball here and say you're getting 100 bucks a seat. Right, you know they're getting more than that on the secondary market, but a hundred bucks a seat, and you say yeah. forty thousand people, right? That's that's a whole lot of money for eight games that you just gave up, and then you can set the concessions and the alcohol, all that stuff on top of it. That's a that's a whole lot of money that's not coming into the revenue stream for the owners, and that's going to have an effect on the cap. That's going to affect how much money is available. So what do you say? Oh, we're going to freeze it because we know it's a bad year. Well, are the owners going to take that hit? Are they going to be willing? I mean, I think a lot of owners might be willing to take that hit on one year because they want to try to stay competitive or they believe in their team. But I have a feeling that there's a lot of owners that are going to say, you know what? The other teams in my division are going to be up against the wall. I'll eat it a little bit, but they're going to have to eat a whole lot. And it's going to, it's going to put a whole lot of players in the market at kind of fire sale there prices. Are- I will say there are some interesting names hitting free agency uh, amongst wide receivers next year. Uh, Allen Robinson, Will Fuller, um, uh, Demarcus Robinson, Keelan Cole, T.Y. Hilton. So, I mean, it is Sammy Watkins. It is, you know, Zay Jones even. So, I mean, it is a market where you could build a not horrible Brashad Perriman, I mean, it, it is it is an interesting market for wide receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster, although I'm sure he's not probably going anywhere. Um, but it, it will be an interesting offseason for uh, wide receivers. And when you look at supply, demand stuff in, in NFL free agency, it doesn't always work out the way you expect it to. Just because there's a ton of guys available doesn't mean the price will be, you know, pushed down sometimes the opposite happens well, let's but. say it does let's say it gets pushed down right let's say there's a big crop of wide receivers in the draft and there's a big crop of free yeah. agents okay and just kind of theoretically let's let's think this through okay we've done that we've got we've got a a, a low cost why can't we keep kenny at that point yeah that'd he's be great. Ma- i think he's mad 
I think at that point, if he hasn't settled and he's taken less money and he's, he's mad he's taken less money, he's mad that we didn't come up with a deal with him when there was actually more money to, to, to pay out there. Um, I think he just goes and finds, goes somewhere else out of spite. And then you're going to hear, what are you, what did you always hear? Right. <laughs> you hear, yeah. oh, I hated in Detroit. The coach was a jerk. The GMs were assholes. The, the front office was crap. You know, yada, 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 yada down the road. So I just don't see this ending well for the lions and it, it makes me yeah, pretty sad I, I because there's not a stable of people behind him that you can count on i i do not see this ending particularly well and uh anybody who listens to us on the regular um knows that i've been sort of putting a warner warning out about this for a while now uh over a year now just just that thought that don't be so in love with him that it's going to totally break you if he ends up somewhere else because it's uh I look really weird that, with small he's got shoulders. That kind of uh <laughs> Sorry, yeah. my mind wandered. I do. I look really like <laughs> I kind of <laughs> I told you you look really skinny when the black part of your shirt disappears. <laughs> Wink, wimpy 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 <laughs> It's like there's a coat. That's weird. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> dance with technology. Okay, so we got Kenny Galladay in there. That was unplanned stop, but that came out of the chat. So thank you very much, very much for that uh, that that topic. Let's talk a little bit about Jared Davis' success in his new role. Article in the Lions Wire. You guys may have heard of it. We have the Lions Wire folks. Um, some guy Hefe Rizdon, I think is how you say his name. Hefe. Um, oh, Jeff. Jeff, that's the way you Americans say it. Jeff Risden, that's the guy every Friday. And at lunch with me tomorrow at Miller's. I mean, Tony Ortiz. Um, yeah, hanging out. <laughs> uh, but there's a, over in the Lions Wire, they got a great article. Waxo put it in the subreddit. Uh, Jared Davis, his success in his new role from that article. Jared Davis, what was he? Did I see he was like number eight, number six in PFF for the week? Is he our new superstar linebacker? Are we going to put the sticker on his helmet and put him in charge? Because this guy looks like he knows how to play football all of a sudden. Yeah, I think he only played 11 snaps, but yes. <laughs> so, so uh, I mean, you were, he, played, talking, he played really well Pro Bowl on here. 11 snaps. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best 11 I've seen. That's <laughs> the best 11 I've seen. It's, it's better than any 11 of Tavai's. Any eleven, you can any two of Devise. He, he, those eleven were better than what Devise did out in the field. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I mean, but he got he got three pressures on hit on just uh, six pass rush opportunities. He he yep. he was all over the field. Um, he playing Will, Mike, and Jack, you know, respectively, um, all over those eleven K, uh, snaps, and was doing an excellent job at it. I think that if they continue to limit what they ask him to do and put him in very specific uh, roles and tell him this is exactly your job. Your job is not to pay attention to everything all at once. You're not good at that. You're not good at diagnosing the entire defense, which sucks because that's what we really wanted. That's what we wanted was him to be, you know, the next, the the second coming of DeAndre Levy or uh, even a Stephen uh, Stephen Tulloch, you know that's what we wanted. Right, right. He's never going to be that. He's never going to be that. But if we focus on putting him in situations where he doesn't have to do too much, 
He's got the speed. He's got the strength. Let him go after a single target and he, he'll be fine. He, 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 he'll be a good, solid contributor. Let me ask you. Um, I don't know if I want to be yeah. able to, to put this one past you a little bit. Let me, it might be a little change up. Um, how did you feel about all those blitzes this last week? I mean, I like it. Do you know that we actually didn't blitz more? We just no, blitz different I, I people. We blitz not... different people, all kinds of different yeah. people, and we found crazy success doing that. And so I tried. I set you up. I, I didn't. I didn't think you'd take it. Otherwise, I'd have really sold the setup on that one. Uh, but that was really, really great. I loved how suddenly we got all kinds of pressure. We weren't actually blitzing more. It was how we blitzed that got us that kind of success. I think that is. So such an important point for what we saw out there and what we should see going forward. That makes that defense so much better, being able to add zone coverage <laughs> and add varying blitzes from different locations. All of a sudden, everybody on the field is better because they don't know what they're looking at. I will say on that note, I thought Gardner Minshew did a really good job of getting the ball out quickly when there was pressure on him because there were a lot of quarterbacks. I think we would have had a, a, several sacks last week, um, but he was just, he was able to fire that thing out, you know, in an instant when, when things were not, when, when guys were getting, getting on him. So, yep. I'll tell you what, um, and there's names flying by here and they're absolutely right. Um, our warrior, right. Could be a really yeah. good corner. Loved how he played this last week. I loved our yeah, defense as a whole. All year. I'm, I'm very happy with Curse him. came in with a huge hit. Jamie Collins with a big hit early. The pads were cracking, right? It was a different look. And there's a name that we haven't talked a lot about. And I, let's let's make sure next week. Let's talk. Let's look at him in this game and, and, and then re- react next week when we talk about this. But a guy who I think is actually been a huge help in the locker room and actually very quietly performed super well in the field. Reggie Ragland. Yeah. Remember when we wanted him? Like he was one of the guys that we were oh, thinking yeah, no, of definitely. like first round grabs. He was in the draft. Yep. He's a guy that very quietly could come in here and maybe be really, really good for the Detroit Lions. And he's he's made an impact already. I think the win of winning a Super Bowl in Kansas City has helped him. Playing with Kansas City has helped him a lot, uh, and his his mental game a lot. And he brings a lot to this this uh, locker room. And I think it's going to help the Lions a lot. Um, this is this is something these quiet additions that we're seeing and, and, and creating some change. And it's it's funny because it felt like we blitzed like crazy, right? And we didn't. Aroaria had what his his pass against was like thirty six percent in this game. It was, I mean, he, or the passer rating, sorry, against was, was like 36%. It was 36. It was killer. He absolutely balled out out there. He did, he did great. What was funny is you didn't see him going after Akuda. I think they were afraid of Akuda and what he could do against their receivers. And they thought they were going to make hay with Arawariye, and they were unable to do that. And I, I loved it. Yeah. I love seeing those guys like that. That's kind of like the little glimpse of what our corners could be in the, in the coming couple of years. Two young, great guys on the field. This, is, this bodes well for the Lions team. I mean, there's definitely promise here. I think there is an issue in the NFL with linebackers in general. Uh, We've talked about for years how the offensive lines in the NFL are struggling Mm -hmm. overall. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think linebacker is that next position where 
it's really a problem because there are, I, I can't think of how many highly rated uh, linebackers have been drafted over the last few years in the in the first, second, third round um, only to be, you know, like a Reggie Ragland. And, and that's not to that's not to come down on Reggie Ragland. But when he was drafted, they were looking at him as a day one starter and, a you know, three down and, and like. Uh, uh, not necessarily elite prospect, but borderline elite prospect. And he, he hasn't been that. And I'm, I'm very happy he's with us doing well now. Uh, but I, I, Jared Davis, the same. Uh, think of Isaiah Simmons. And, and I, I, I can, there's probably about a half dozen other names that are just like around the periphery of my brain right now. Um, I do think it's an interesting position to track uh, going forward, just in terms of draft stuff, because it doesn't seem like NFL teams are doing a great job with evaluation on linebackers, or at least uh, in terms of the guys they draft highly. Mm-hmm. So, and and what, could this wind up putting us in a position where, during the Miller era, right, all we all we went after was first round wide receivers over and over and over and over and over. Um, that was that was. Uh, it could be Bob Quinn's version of that could be the linebacker. So we'll, we'll deal. Sure. <sighs> okay. Jared Davis. Let's see. He found success. Let's see if he, he, if he carries that on. I like what I saw after the bye week from this team, it was a good reset for him. And now the next step, right. And, and as fans, you, 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 it was victory Monday, right? Today is now Tuesday. We start looking ahead and, and we expect these, you know, the, these team to grow on these things and these things to become more, more muscle memory. And, and we start, start expecting to see that kind of success. We'll talk about where Atlanta is, but, uh, Hittori, he's the man. He came up right now with this and I got to let him know. Um, uh, he asked, did we roll out the donation site and, uh, for 11, six, we didn't get the auction site out right now, but 11, six is our St. Jude 24 hour podcast. We're going to be on for 24 hours and we are going to rock and roll, uh, with your help raising a bunch of money to help St. Jude. Um, this is an annual fundraiser. We didn't kick it off uh, after the combine like we did bef- the first year of obvious reasons, 2020's biggest story, right? Um, but we're at a point now where we feel like it's it's a comfortable time to go get out there and start, you know, getting these kids. We're calling it Christmas for the kids. Come on, help us out. Help us raise some money for uh, the kids of St. Jude. Let's get them a, g- a great Christmas and, and help make things better for them. Who deserves it more than, than sick kids, right? So we did get the site out there um we're working with saint jude on that we've you know case knows there's a whole bunch of emails going on in the background he's like all of a sudden now got conference calls and crap that he did not sign up for in life <laughs> but we're we're in on him we're doing them so we got all that going on if you want to give early if you want to give multiple times we welcome that of course all you have to do is go to give dot detroit lions podcast.com you can do a cash donation there if you want to donate like if you have signed items or good items um you know like the the ski house up in colorado the rockies uh anything like that that you think you could donate for the auction uh hit us you have a private jet you're looking to yeah unload or yeah 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 yeah. whatever (laughs) hit us on the contact form on the website or just email me direct chris at detroit lions podcast.com and uh, we'll get set up um we've got a couple folks coming on the show famous folks detroit athletes um detroit celebrities uh we got some national folks coming on as well we got some individuals who we know uh who've gone through some situations with this with their kids and we have uh, a kid on as well who went through it so there's some really amazing stories uh throughout the time but it's 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 all upbeat it's all going to be good and we were looking for you guys to help us out and help you know the whole thing is is 
we want this thing, you know, to, to go away, particularly for kids. And the only way to do it is to, to try to generate money and help these families, you know, and they're, they're, they're not in the worst possible spot and to be able to have a place to stay and get healthy and do all the things that they need to do at no cost. That's, that's huge. It's huge. So we can all be part of that. So we got that going on. St. Jude, help us out. Like I said, the donation thing is live right now. You go to give.detroitlionspodcast.com. That's going to be an actual St. Jude website. They're setting that up in the background. It's just we have a better IS department and can do things a lot faster. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. All right. Uh, there we go. That's the St. Jude. We do have that going on, everybody. So uh, feel free to give now, give often, and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, it's important thing, and it's something that we've... You know, it, it, so I'll, I'll tie it to this question from Brandon. Honest answer, do you guys want Bob Patricia, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia gone? Let me start with the answer with the whole reason we started doing this St. Jude thing was Matt Patricia's donation where he went in and gave Rich Eisen a big old check. And Rich Eisen said he gave me a big old check, but he didn't stick around for the glory of being, you know, on TV and the interview and all that. He said, no, I'm not, I'm not interested in that kind of thing. I just want to do my part. And he boogied and went on and did his thing. And I was just like really, really inspired. I got on the phone with Case that day. I was sitting during the combine in California in a hotel room complaining because work was getting in the way of seeing the combine. And uh, we were like, we can do something with this. And that's how we got that first one started, raised 7,500 bucks, just under 7,500 bucks for St. Jude that first year. This year, we're really trying to kick it harder so matt patricia whether he stays or not or whether i think he's a good coach or not i'm going to tell you he was extremely inspirational for us doing you know this this thing for saint jude and i'll always thank him for that because i tell you it's it's one of the greatest things you know accomplishments that i feel in doing all this work and, and doing this thing it just feels great to do so that's one thing i'll be thankful for from from him to be able to kind of inspire this out of us do we want him gone case I'll, I'll put that question to you and i'll answer after you i want the lions to win the rest of the games this year and go to the super bowl and then keep him around i mean every lions fan should want that right mm-hmm. like that's the ideal situation yeah. I don't want him gone if he's not capable of pulling this team up from where it is and has been so far this season and has been the last two seasons, then yeah, uh, then I'm ready. Then I'm ready for him to be gone. Yep. But I want for him and every other uh, coach and player for the lions to be in the hall of fame. You know what I mean? That's what I want. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, big thing there from Don in the chat, man. Hey, John. Good, good, good story. And uh, glad, you know, you're glad you're, you're still here with us here. Um, on the, I would give the exact same answer on uh, Quinn and Patricia. Um, I don't want them gone. I want to win. That's it. I don't want to have to go through all this. I don't want, I don't, I, I hate the whole idea of them being gone and then the next thing being the end of Stafford's career, whether it's right away or two years afterward. Yeah. All that is just a, a, a sore, ugly scab that I don't want to rip off. I want us to win. And that's, that's where I want us to be. Um, we talked a lot about what it, you know, if you go back, it's that DLP clips thing. If you go to our Detroit Lions, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast and go to the playlist, we have another channel where we put clips on it so it wouldn't bother people's notifications when we took smaller chunks of this, the, the show. Did a really big thing about how important the coordinators are to the coaches 
and allowing the coach. If you think about the first year, you know, we went to the Tampa game and sat there and watched Matt Patricia not even pay attention to the offense. I think he was sold on the offense that was better than it really was. I think that's by partially a little bit of Quinn, a little bit of Jim Bob, and a little bit of Stafford saying, we got the offense, don't worry, this is it, this is our year, we got this nailed, right? Um, I think that was a little... You know, a little sketchy for for putting Patricia. So Patricia paid attention to the defense, worked the defense. You know, we had Pasqualoni there to help him when he had to do head coaching duties, but he was overwhelmed. He he had way too much going on for a coach uh, in the NFL. He hasn't gotten great coordinators. Bevel can run the offense fine. He's he's mediocre to medium good. So okay, that's fine. Um, I don't think that Corey Unlin has really put a stamp at all on this defense, and I don't like what's going on <laughs> like that. Uh, I don't I, I don't like what's going on in the defense. Um, I think whether we we keep Patricia or Quinn or both. Um, I think we, we, we will see changes in the coordinator positions. Um, I think we'll see some significant shifts there. I, I don't know about Eric Bieniemy as a coach. I, I like him on one hand, but I, I haven't spent the time to be able to really research where he's at. I'm, I'm nervous that he's more Andy Reid than Eric Bieniemy. That's 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 my fear about what we're what we're looking at by bringing him in. So we'll see how that goes, Matt. <laughs> um, so we'll see how that goes. I, the bottom line is, I, I, I want I want him to stay because that means we're winning. Period. Um, there you go, Brandon. You got you got it. You got what I want or my thing. Um, one other thing. Let's see, Hattori. Thank you. He just made a donation to the to the site uh, give and it goes over. It, it, it redirects you directly over. It's our first donation. So thanks, man. You can't, as Don said in the chat, you can't oversell St. Jude and what they did. So there you go. Okay, uh, Matt, thank you. Yes, I do look sexier in Michigan. <laughs> I look far, good from far, far from good. That's what you get with me. All right, uh, moving on. Let's see. Sexier, low bar. Right? <laughs> yes, that's right. What's the, what's the uh, with the oil industry in North Dakota, what's the thing the ladies say about the men? You had a great. Oh, uh, the the odds are good, but the goods are odd. Yeah, <laughs> I'm moving to North Dakota. All right, all right. Let's talk about something that's a little crazier. Um, the Lions are the best run blocking team in the NFL per yeah, PFF, wow. posted in the subreddit by MJH three sixteen. Thank you for posting. That's a good one. Um, what do you think about this? I this I I'm I'm just gonna. I'm just, I'm going to say Hank Fraley and that's that, but you go ahead and give your answer. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I gave a really long answer for Brandon just now. So now you got Hank Fraley. (laughs) I mean, it's not going to surprise anyone that Ragnow is playing out of his mind. Uh, Taylor Decker is playing very well. Um, Vitae. I I think that maybe people are surprised that he's playing well when he's on the field. Uh, We would like to see him stay on the field and uh, continue to grow into the new position. Um, and then the Jonah Jackson, the rookie, is looks like a rookie, but he he's not awful, uh, which is great. And uh, who am I missing? We've had kind of a rotation over there at the right tackle position. Um, they've been okay as well, not great. Yeah, uh, Crosby and. Uh, Oh, who am I? Who <laughs> <laughs> Crosby? I'm missing one. Um, Jackson, Ragnow, Graham Glasgow, Joe Dahl's yeah. back. Yeah, 
Yeah. Taylor Decker. Anyway, <laughs> Graham Glasgow is not How decent. But <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, I can slide one in. Uh, but no, no, I mean, no, as you, uh, you know, overall, as a group, they've been really solid at that. Now that does raise questions about the running backs, because uh, while we've Nelson. been excited to see how hard Adrian Peterson runs, They've been giving him holes where a shiftier or or a back with better vision might be picking up a lot more or might be shedding more tackles. And because the amount of uh, yards after contact for the Lions is is not great. Uh, So what we'd like to see is um, Swift get more carries, but also get more out of every opportunity that's been being given him. Because if they're, if they're really doing this well, uh, run blocking, which I think is legit. I do think that's a a true thing. Then the backs should be getting a much higher, you know, every, every run kind of situation. We should not be ending up in any third and longs or second and longs. Yep period you know we should be getting at least four to five yards on first down every time they try to run the ball uh so it is it is it does fall on the running backs to improve yeah yeah i'll tell you the one thing and hannah you you nailed it this is the the biggest head scratcher of all right um we we grade out here as the best run blocking team in the nfl but we're the second worst rushing grade (laughs) So again, the answer is Hank Fraley. <laughs> there you go. That's all you need. Um, yeah. Yeah, bringing Nada back again does does Adam. Oh, hey Adam. Oh yeah, how you doing, brother? Uh, giving him all the snaps indicates a commitment to being the best at run blocking. We just need to get that, those runs working. I think we're going to see that happen. Uh, good one, Hannah. Um, let's see. There's one more that I saw that came through. I'm going to grab it. We'll get it. Uh, Vitae. Vitae experiment seems to be paying off. He's he's definitely looking good. Um, it sucks on defense, though, Case. What what in the heck is going on with Vitae out there on defense? What? <laughs> Greg Jennings was calling out Vitae instead of Tavai on defense during oh, the game. Okay. It's like, you dope. <laughs> Thanks for all the research ahead of the game. You're a superstar. Yeah, you should really be in the booth. Okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> Got that out of our system. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on up. Let's talk about the Lions. Okay, here's one. This one's good. I think this is this is a really funny one. Um, and I'm not. I don't want to make fun of JJ. Right, JJ two ten. I love this thinking. I love where he's coming from. I love. You know, I think about this as as um, a Lions fan. If you again took the clips, I'm not trying to sell the thing, but it, there's a good clip of of this little thing I put together about the kind of arc of a Lions fan and, and how you grow and, and, and when you become Uncle Eddie off the other end, right? That whole thing. Um, JJ210, this this post is just, he is on that arc now where he's early and he's he's getting hot and he's in there. And uh, he's definitely got the Lions fever going on. And I love it. I love people in this space because one day these people are going to be right and they're going to be the funnest people in the world to party with after they yeah. win a Super Bowl. It is, they are going to be great. Uncle Eddie's going to be a jerk, right? He's still, oh yeah, but I remember Joey Harrington. And yeah, think yeah, of all the times they didn't do yeah, it. Exactly. 
exactly. So JJ210, uh, I love you, man, in, in, the, in a manliest way I can. Uh, so his post, you ready for this? I, I got to build it up. Looking at the Lions, and I'm seeing seven and three at Thanksgiving. Boom, book it, baby. <laughs> I put the book apart in there. Seven and three. Seven and three Thanksgiving, uh, the week before Thanksgiving. What do you think, Case? I mean, I, I don't want your, well, anything's possible. What's the chances here when you look at the schedule going forward after seeing how they played against the Jags? What do you think about this team? Can they pull off seven and three going into the Thanksgiving with the Texans? I think all six of their next six games are winnable. Absolutely. Winnable. Yeah. I think the chances of them winning all six aren't great. But what? I mean, they, they are absolutely it, it. They are absolutely all six games where the Lions are at least even with the competition, if not ahead of the competition in terms of uh wherever you want to place, you know, you know, if you, if you looked at the RNFL uh, um, power rankings, I think we'd be above almost all of the teams we're facing over the next six weeks already. And uh, if not already, some of those teams might be on the downswing anyway. So Mm -hmm. um, they are all six. I mean, they, they're, I don't think there's a good excuse for losing any of these upcoming games unless you know obviously i say that now and then some weird you know controversial call type thing will happen or whatever but um i would love to see the lions at seven three believe me if i'm guessing right now they're more of like five and five or six and four at best but Hmm. But I mean, I think both of the five and five or six and four is a solid place to be, you know, overall. Yep. That's so let's talk a little bit about the any given Sunday effect. There's a couple things that happen during during the season. Week one, I think, is always fool's gold. I think you you put too much credence into what happens the first game of the season, even when you do have a preseason, you're 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 buying fool's gold. I don't think that that's a, a, a smart move. I think also you'll see games like, oh, I don't know, the the Packers that happened this week. Uh, Atlanta. I think those are anomalies. I think those are beautiful schematically. Things just went right. Everything came in, you know, the, the, the clouds parted, the whole kind of thing, and those teams came out on top. Does anybody think Green Bay is really as bad as they looked? In, no, in this time I, I, they I, yeah, no. Does anybody was... actually think that Atlanta is as good as they looked last week? No. No, no. And, and here's the thing. I still think the Vikings are a better team than they showed up with against Atlanta. I still believe that. And mm-hmm. I know that's starting to look crazy. Um. I'm let me jump in here really quick. And I and I you know I you know I hate interrupting you. Yeah. But uh <laughs> but the <laughs> the situation I think I'm 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 ready to admit almost that we completely swapped out Chicago and Minnesota in our predictions this season because there's Chicago. How they, they still don't look that good though. But they win. I don't know how they, they've won. Nick Foles. They, yeah, but it, it, they still don't look good. They still barely won. They're still just hanging on by a thread to these unprobable, improbable wins. They're not. 
No, I mean, they're a, they're a average team there. There's, and there's a massive debate already online about the bears. This isn't just here. and isn't just me. It isn't just my bias, which I recognize probably exists. Probably. They, I mean, everybody's wondering how the hell have they won these games because they're not that good a team. They just have lucked their way through uh, the first half of the season so far. They're a five and one team, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the reality. Whether you, whether but, they look I like mean, it or not. Obviously. Yeah. But I mean, are team. we, are you, are you and I going to sit here and say that win loss record is the only indication of whether a team is good or not? Because boy, that would show uh, that would uh, let me, put let, a lot of our past conversations in a different, you know, let me, let me, let me tell you where I will say that. Yeah, absolutely. The nine and seven Giants Super Bowl winners. Yeah, for sure. But they peaked at the right moment. If the Bears are peaked right now, which I mean, I think they probably are playing their best football and their best football is only just barely good enough. They're going to they're going to collapse. I'm doing the super chat lights, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? And my arms. I first did it. My arms weren't there. It's like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> Thanks, man, for the super chat. Uh, he does this instead of Patreon. You know what, Matt? Let me let me get you access to the, to the Patreon because you do. You just bury us in the super chats. Um, also, he had a perfectly good drop for case on the fence. Absolutely. And I, and I don't have that with me, unfortunately. I, I yeah. should have yeah. done that. But. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm look, I'm ready. I'm, I'll be convinced wrong that I'm wrong. Right. That, okay. We I, can, I still we, think we're sorry. six games into the season and that's a lot of road under the wheels to judge his team by, you know what I mean? And they're winning the nine and seven. Yeah, New but if York you watch Giants, their games, man, watch their games. They're not that good. Are you going to say we're not they that still bad? They suck. Yeah. I'll always say that. <laughs> <The Lions fan>. <laughs> 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 oh my god yeah no it's, 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 it's it is what it is it is what it is okay so uh i think it, we we may be looking at a, a chicago team that surprises because nick Foles just might be enough of the boost at quarterback to put him over the hump to win those games they were losing before whether they're that much incrementally better or significantly better, they were a great team minus a quarterback. And he might be just what they need to get over the hump and become a team that wins a whole heck of a lot of games. Whether you like them or not, it is it is what it is. They're the kind of team that'll make a you know, make it to the playoffs and then get immediately ousted out of the playoffs and shown for the fraud they are. That's like the Giants. The team that the, the Bears that's the team the Bears are. I mean the, the the Giants won that Super Bowl that year off of a completely improbable catch. Yeah. That was, and, and it was complete the stranger BS. things have happened. I'm not you gonna can't say, say they're not Super Bowl but. champions. You can't say they weren't good enough to win the Super Bowl. I mean I'm just I mean, I, I get that it's a it's it's anathema to some of the things we've said on the on the show previously but this is this is something you're right hey adam They're they, they haven't won a game by more than one score okay but how many were they losing by just one score until they got a quarterback and that's all you need is one score more that's all you need to win a game so we'll see you know they're, they're, it feels like they're a team that plays at the I level of their competition i don't believe they're Good. It feels like they're a team that plays at the level of their competition. And so we'll see how sure. that goes. Ah, oh, boy. I think you're actually 
butthurt over the idea, even considering the idea that the Bears might be good. I hate it. I really hate it. It's the worst thing. Well, it's time to get the sale. In a, year, in a year of worst things, that's the worst thing I could think of is the Bears actually being good. Somebody pull out the A&D ointment and the, the, the wipe warmer. We got to get to we got a, a baboon quality red ass over here. Call me a given. Um, Given, not a baboon. Okay, whatever you want. All right, uh, let's talk about receivers really quick. Do you mind? Well, actually, before I do, let me, when we talk about receivers, let's talk about receiving your goods in the mail from Amazon. Mm. (laughs) Everybody receives goods from Amazon because everybody (laughs) shops at Amazon. <laughs> Especially during this holiday season with the uh, Halloween coming up. You need your costumes. You've only got 11 days from when we're recording this. You need to do that. Head on over to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. It's that easy. Get yourself your costume. Get yourself your candy. Get yourself some, some I don't know, movies. Buy your Prime. Use the link. Whatever you do. All the stuff you're going to do. And then right after that, order your freeze-dried turkey or whatever you're going to buy. Your ugly Christmas lion sweater is all there at Amazon. You do all your shopping there. I know you do because I do. So how do we do it? We go to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. It'll pass you right straight through. And it just sets a little cookie saying that Chris and Case sent you, and it takes that money out of the pocket of Bezos and slides a little bit our way. Uh, no extra cost to you, and it helps us you know, fund the show and all the stuff that we do. So amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. There you go. Thank you all for doing that. Uh, okay, Danny Amendola, let's start with him. He did have a really clutch, good catch in this game uh, yeah. early in the season. He had a couple of really he – was, he was used far more than I thought he would be. Made a good catch, came up a little, a little gimpy, though. But we haven't seen a whole lot of him. What in the heck is going on in the wide receiver group specifically? Dammy, Dammy Anandola. <laughs> Dammy. <laughs> Dammy Anandola. I just went with it. <laughs> uh, no, I – it's been an interesting year for the receivers as a whole. Uh, obviously, when Kenny got back, he was featured again. Um, and we've seen a ton of stuff going to the tight ends, Hawkinson and James, uh, getting getting plenty of action. But the two guys who maybe were the you know unsung heroes of the team last year, if you can call anyone on, excuse me, anyone on the team a hero. Uh, with the record they ended up with. Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola were both, you know, electric last year. They were both the highlight real heroes. material. And, and Amendola was more or less the, uh, you know, the, the workhorse of the offense. He he was getting thrown to all the time and, and oftentimes multiple times on the same drive kind of situation. As he was Stafford's security blanket. He was the guy that Stafford was targeting when he absolutely needed a completion. And uh, that's just not there this year. And, and, and I don't think that's, I don't think that that's a Amandola problem. I don't think he's regressed that much uh, as a player, although, I mean, father time, you know, will catch up to everyone eventually. Uh but I do think that it's the emergence of the tight end usage, I think, has cut into that significantly. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to sit here and talk smack about Marvin Jones and Damian, Danny Amendola. Dammy, now you got me doing it. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, but I, I think I, I largely think they've both been schemed out of this offense as opposed to uh, talented out of this offense. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I do think it 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 it's not fair to look at them and say they're not doing enough because I think they're probably just not being put in the same positions where they have been to come up with the receptions they have previously. I think Marvin Jones still, if they were targeting him down the field uh, on, on the desperate kind of throws that, that they felt they had to make that uh, he'd still come down with plenty of highlight reel catches it's better if you don't have to make those throws, Mm -hmm. right? It's better if you don't have to feel desperate. Um, Absolutely. There's a request for Chewbacca to show up closer to the mic, just so you know. Also, um, hang on. Hey, Matt, you got that. The fans were the real heroes. (laughs) Um, And then Jesse James, Don, he caught a ball this year. Absolutely. He caught two, my friend. He caught two. He's 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 worth every penny now. We've uh, we've got the full Jesse James effect going on, and we also have the full Chewbacca. Oh, <laughs> he's he he got all the toys out. Literally, that's all the toys in his house. It's not a very <laughs> that's very not true. There's a lot more, <laughs> both for me and my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to leave that one go because because I like you because <laughs> I actually like you. Uh, <laughs> and actually, I respect your your girlfriend more than I do you. Um, <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> it's a good way to be. <laughs> All right. So wide receivers, the wide receivers continue to be an issue. We talked about it a little bit when we were talking about Kenny G. Um, I, I, this is going to be the biggest offseason story, I think, <laughs> unless you need a coach and a and a quarterback and a GM wide receivers are right up there, <laughs> but this is an ongoing story. And this is, this is, Here, Matt, this, is Matt, this one's for you. This is a deep dive. Okay. See if you know that one. If you, if you could push that into the chat, I'll, uh, I'll call you out again. That's the only, not the only thing he wants pushed in. All right. Let's talk about <laughs> DLP clips. We talked about that. Let's talk about, you know, I got a, I've got a, 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 this is, since we're just gone off the rails here, I've got this, this <laughs> drop that it's been sitting here. I haven't used this in ages. This is now a Star Wars this uh, is left, podcast. This is left over from last year. I don't know what, how much I was drinking or what happened, but this is just a reminder for you guys. It's the holiday season and my balls need squeezing. <laughs> Do you remember that one? <laughs> So with the holiday season, you got to go skit. Happy Chanel. (laughs) I don't know who this is. Uh, Crappy channel. Crappy Chanel. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but yeah, no, he, he, it is Max Rebo. You got it. Nailed it. Um, and then you get the holiday season. What do you want to do? You want to get all your lions gear, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. It's just like Amazon. DetroitLionsLionsPodcast.com, but this is for Lions gear, Red Wings gear, any kind of sports gear, college or pro, the official stuff, top quality. I'm boot banging my fingers together a whole lot, but you can't see it because they disappear on me. It's a it's, it's a great place to go. Support the channel, help us out, and they're going to help be one of the uh, one of the sponsors at our St. Jude thing. So for sure, for sure, go on over there. Uh, them and and the CBD guys, uh, Diamond CBD at cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com also being sponsors to help us out with St. Jude. So go patronize their respective stores. Okay, let's get going. We got all this thing, this stuff that we keep talking about. In case you keep showing 
your toys off. Um, you can't do that because you're supposed to take There's us. There's a lot more where that oh, came whoa. from, buddy. <laughs> I love that one. Hey, Case, how you doing? It's time to take around the division. Why don't you take us on the on a little journey this week? You did your homework. I'm dizzy. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So, I mean, we've already talked a little bit about the Vikings and Bears. Uh, so, I'll group them together and say, I truly believe that some of the most interesting games in the entire NFL this year will be played between the Vikings and Bears. Um, and I'm looking up right now. The when they when they play their first game, uh, it's three weeks from now they play their first game, and then they must have another one like right at the end of the year. Yeah. Yes. So, but I think. <laughs> do you need a, Do you need a minute? Are we okay here? Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Okay, we're good. We're good. I, I told you, I got dizzy. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, but I mean, I do think they're, they're going to be fascinating games because I think the Vikings on paper outrank the bears on almost every level, except maybe defensive line. Wow. But that's purely on paper and they clearly have not lived up to that. Um, and especially with the emergence of Justin Jefferson, uh, who is, unbelievable as a rookie uh they have some potent offense going on but then you have a game where where uh kirk cousins throws three interceptions you know in the first uh, it, i think what was it all three in the first half or was it it was at least two in the first half and then another one and boy he was my i i had to start him in fantasy because russell was uh on by but uh that's a whole other story um i got destroyed in fantasy <laughs> I, it's, it was such a bad week for both of my teams. We, we, we caught a lot of flack last week because I talked too long about fantasy. I did, but there's just one. I, I'm going to tell you, my teams <laughs> did so bad this week that J.J. Watt actually called me out and wanted me fired. It was freaking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. It was an embarrassment. Go ahead. But uh, I still think that deep down the Vikings are a better team than where they are right now. I think their biggest issue is still their offensive line. And that's a tough thing to overcome. So maybe they won't overcome it. And maybe that will be the death knell of this. I think already sitting at what one and uh, one and four or one and five, they're one and five, which is not, there's a very little chance of them making the playoffs. And I think they're in such cap hell going forward that this is nothing is going to happen good for them after this year. I think they're going to collapse, but for the rest of this year, I would still not be surprised if they won more games than they lost through the rest of the year. They're still going to end up with a mediocre record, like a seven and nine kind of situation. What do you think but, about uh, uh, the flim flam Zim Zam? You think he's going to survive this? Because we, start, I mean, oh, I started the speculation in the off season, right? Because they were they were like they were an all in team. That's the way they were dealing with the cap. Oh yeah, like absolutely, they had nothing to absolutely. Do. And so they're not they're not just facing 
a crap year and a crap performance, they're, they're, they're facing doomsday scenario financially, especially if the cap contracts, right? They're in a right. deep, deep, deep mud situation. Could it be the end of Zimmer? I mean, could it really be? Think about it. And then and, and this is the other part of if you're looking for a coach this year, how bad a year is it going to be to find a coach? Because we'll just just we'll, for the sake of argument, see Zimmer's out there. You know, the Jags Marone is going to be out. Four, you, Bill yeah, O'Brien, right? You, three coaches. Five case is gone, right? You're going to be having a hard time in this environment finding a coach that's really going to kill it for you, much less a coordinator because a lot of coordinators that are good coordinators are going to be going somewhere else. It's there's going to, it's going to be an interesting year for the administrative part. That's a little bit underneath the front office there, the whole coaching staffs and see what they're going to do and, and where they move this year. Cause there's going to be a lot, a lot of movement. Yeah, no, I completely agree. That may be what saves them actually, because they don't want to be looking for a GM and and a head coach this year against everybody else, right? And then you got Spielman and Zimmer having to live with what the bed they made for another year, and that's that's not going to make Vikings fans happy unless they start performing. I think that it depends with Zimmer in a, in a very similar way to uh, Patricia. Although I, it's hard to even say that Zimmer is on the same level of hot seat that Patricia is because Patricia could get fired next week. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Zimmer's not getting fired next week. Zimmer is finishing out the season one way or the other. But I, if what I predict for the Vikings and that they improve over the rest of the season, even if they're not playoff bound, they're a six, seven, eight win team. I still think he keeps his job for one more year, and they try to uh, do, they try a rebuild with him. I, mean, I think that's what they're going mm-hmm. to try to do. But he's going to be on. It, but that rebuild is going to have to go real fast. You would, know what I mean? Or he's going to be gone, and if, that's a tough situation. If Zimmer goes, would you sign him? Would you want to pick him up as a defensive coordinator? Sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tori with a great line. Crazy eyes. Gase is going to be a coordinator in Ipsy High School. <laughs> right, right. No, I don't want Gase anywhere. You don't want to overpromote him there, Hattori. Um <laughs> so He's the Bears, a good coach, John. Go let, let me tell you about the Bears' upcoming schedule because their next five games are against the Rams, the Saints, the Titans, the Vikings, and the Packers. And I think and, – and then the Lions. And I think there's a very solid chance that they lose four or five of those games. And so when we have this conversation again in a few weeks about the Bears, I think it'll be real easy to say definitively that I was wrong or that there was something to what I was saying and that the Bears were overrated. Can I make a a crazy prediction? Go for it. You're going to find the Bears, the Lions, and the Vikings all with almost the same record and down to the last four games of the season or so. And the the lucky Lions, as they always are, are going to be facing Green Bay and Tampa Bay. And <laughs> yeah, the Lions do have a rough stretch. The Titans the end, yeah. on that on that end of the year schedule. So yeah, the Lions are going to have the Lions next six games very favorable. Mm-hmm. But after that, if they're not if they're not in shape to compete, 
at that point, it's going to be a rough go. And, and you can't say at this point that how those games are going to go because we have no idea who's going to get hurt and who's not going to get hurt and who's going to trend up and who's going to trend down. But Well, and are- I'll, I'll tell you this much. If they win those games, if they come through and pull wins out, a one or two of those, because you need oh, yeah. to. Right. If you're going to make a, a so here's here's the theory with the Patricia teams and the and the, the Patriot tree teams is they start slow and then they become unstoppable forces. If that's what we're seeing. Right. If, and, and I'm not saying we are, but if that's what we're seeing, they'll win anywhere from one to all three of those games. And if they come out with two of those games, which is obviously crazy talk right now with what we've seen. They're insane. They're insane. But then all of a sudden they're for real in the uh, in the playoffs. And Terry Bradshaw, imagine what we're going to hear on the Fox pregame after the two times he's ripped on Patricia. Not, and I'm not, I'm not looking for vindication here, right? But I'm saying after he went all in, and I mean in on Patricia, all of a sudden they would be they're, they're, they have an opportunity to be playoff bound and have beaten some real good teams. He's going to beat some crow. He's going to be chomping some some real crow. And a lot of people are not saying it's going to happen, like I said. But that's an interesting situation because the team, a series of wins builds up confidence. In, oh my god, in a team, and. That confidence really, really pays dividends because you believe you can win when you play the good teams. We had a tough go at it um, with our first four games. It was just a tough, tough set of opponents, and we're going to end that way too. Um, but now to be able to come in and get wins and get to hopefully get some wins and get some good stuff, we'll see if this team can actually turn around and become something, something for real and something special. So we'll go with that. All right. Bradshaw is an animal. That's right. <laughs> what else around the division, my my toy? Yeah. No, toy I don't think there's anything play. else. I mean, the Packers are got their asses handed to them by the Buccaneers, and that was wonderful to watch. I I haven't fully watched the game yet, but I will uh, put it on my schedule this week uh, for a day off when I just want something enjoyable in my life to watch them get spanked. But I I don't, as much as I would love to believe that that's a a sign, a harbinger of doom. I don't think it is. What do you think? I'm going to rephrase the question from the, from the chat. What do you think Dallas is missing the most? Is it a defense? Is it Dak? (laughs) What do you think? The question is if either missing Jason Garrett, I don't think that he was the, the linchpin for this team. I just, I think, well, but I think Mike McCarthy is doing Mike, Mike McCarthy things. <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's do that. Let's call this, uh, the remote show live from Detroit and, and Fargo. <laughs> it was, it was good. We got it. We got it together there as we got to the end of the show. Thanks everyone for sticking through and riding with us. Um, with that, we're going to call it the week. Remember, we're looking for your involvement in the subreddit. Use those comment comments and give us your feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. Appreciate that. Friday's game preview is back. It's going to be Riz, Tony Ortiz, and I. This Friday, it's going to be a little later because I'm flying earlier on Friday, and I get home, and I go straight into the uh, the post game or the, the game preview with you guys, so we'll be ready for that. Uh, lunch with Ortiz and Risden tomorrow at Miller's. You want to come by and say hi? Go ahead and do that. Uh, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash. Detroit Lions podcast patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast get in there as little as a dollar a month gets you access to the, the slack chat which is the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet period no straight no I don't know what I'm trying to say period that's it no idea. oh man it's been Take a it week already it's Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> uh, check us on Facebook facebook.com that's 
the the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram Detroit Lions podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very, very best place to see Case. And all his toys. Oh, my God. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions podcast, all one word. <laughs> Calls in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so Case can pull out all his toys for you. Thank you for tuning in, and we're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time, so be good to each other. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.